Hey guys, it's Tony. I'm here to talk to you about Awaken Conference. Now, Awaken is a young adult gathering in Charlotte, North Carolina from January 31st to February 2nd, 2020. And it's meant to help you recharge your spiritual life and connect with a community that you can grow your faith alongside. Now, this year's presenters include a killer lineup with Caleb Isley of Humans of Adventism and, of course, a friend of the podcast. He's been on a few episodes. Kim Cove, a licensed counselor, and Randy Ban, the creative producer at Nike World Headquarters. The keynotes will be brought by Ben Lundquist of the Rise and Lead podcast, uh, a good friend of mine and an amazing speaker. Trust me, guys, you will not want to miss out. And Absurdity will be there. So me and Becker, uh, you get, get to see us if you come out. Uh, would love to come and talk to you. We absolutely think that this is something you're going to want to come and see. Speaking of, if you enter the code Absurdity at awakennc.com, that's Absurdity, A-B-S-U-R-D-I-T-Y, at awakennc.com, you're going to get a 10% discount. We'd love to see you there. This is absolutely something that we support, and we think that Awaken is a part of the growing church movement that we want to see moving forward. Once again, if you enter code absurdity at awakennc.com, you'll get a 10% discount off the initial price. Love to see you guys there. Do you want to use visual storytelling to change lives? Do you feel called to develop filmmaking skills that expand your reach or use your existing skills to tell more meaningful stories? Walla Walla University offers a Master of Arts degree in cinema, religion, and worldview. This two-year hybrid master's program means you'll spend two weeks each year on campus in intensives and the remaining time learning online, so you can continue to earn while you learn. To learn more and apply, visit filmforhim.org slash called. That's F-I-L-M, the number four, H-I-M dot org slash called. And when you apply now for the summer 2019 cohort, you can have the $50 application fee waived by entering code ABSURDITY when you submit your application. Enter the promo code ABSURDITY on the application to have your $50 application fee waived. Earn your Master of Arts in Cinema, Religion, and Worldview. Tell stories. Create change. Today's episode of Absurdity is sponsored by The Haystack. The Haystack is a voice for young adults in the Seventh-day Adventist Church that produces articles, music reviews, videos, and more. To check them out, go to www.thehaystack.org. The Haystack. Life. Culture. Theology. Hey everyone, welcome to Absurdity, an exploration of all things absurd in culture, religion, and society. Today I'm joined by Tony Anovoli, our uh, fearful co-host, so welcome Tony. Did you say fearful? Did I? I am very fearful, so that is a good point. And I am fearful around you. As you should I am be. very afraid because I have no idea what you're going to do at any given time. Fear me! I'm very concerned that you're just going to um, just going to attack at any moment. Also, yes. Which is impressive because you're like four states away right now, but I am very afraid of you. That's I, I will accept both. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, before, we, uh, before we jump in, I uh, just want to talk to you uh, for a second about The Scratch. The Scratch is a new Adventist news aggregator that myself and a friend of mine uh, created over the last seven months. We've been developing it. And if you've been a long-time listener, you've heard me talking about a new project we were uh, that I was working on. This is that. And it is going to be, uh, we're in the middle of a $12,000 Kickstarter. And if you want to know more about that, head over to thescratchnews.com. 
Um, if you want to view the sample brief that we've put up, it's a sample article. What we do is we condense all the different articles down into one. And if you look at the sample brief that we have available, then uh, you'll, you'll see an article that is about 570 words long. And that's including like our headings and stuff. And the beauty of that is that's actually three articles that all total like almost 2,000 words. It's 1,700 words across three articles condensed down into five less than 600 words. So um, that's the kind of stuff that we do, stuff that you can read in less than five minutes and actually stay up to date with what's going on in uh, Seventh-day Adventism. So go check that out, thescratchnews.com. We are running that till uh, July 9, so go support. All right, cool, done. Tony, what is the biggest conspiracy theory you believe? So there are a couple. Um, the first one that I'm really, 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 I have, I have major um, suspicions about is uh, that Kennedy was assassinated by uh, the CIA. Okay. That's one that I, I just, the way that it all went down, and I understand why for security reasons they all did it, but the way that the FBI and um, all the, all the, not hushing up, but the way that they kind of closed house on it, and then just the evidence that people have, um, it's just, there are too many, there are too many things that conveniently happened for me. To be like, oh, no, that totally happened exactly the way they said it did. I think something else happened. And I think part of it was the CIA. The other one that I actually believe is the conspiracy theory that uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was actually killed um, by, not the CIA because they didn't exist at the time, but by, um, like, he was he was put out of his misery kind of a thing. Um, by who? There are various groups that they attribute to it. Um, basically, his war cabinet, because he would not drop. He he was refusing to drop the uh, atomic bombs, and Harry Truman was like, screw it, I'll nuke him. And so then he had a stroke and died. Granted, the problem is he was an extremely unhealthy person. So that's one that I'm like, eh, okay, all right, I could see, I could see how that could happen naturally. But it's just really some of the, like, again, just the details around it and the way that it all goes down, it's very suspicious. The timing of it is what makes it super suspicious to me. Um, yeah. So okay. those are the two, those are the two biggest ones. Like I have other little pet ones that I'm like, ah, I don't know about that, but yeah, those are the two biggest ones. Um, I think, I think, uh, a you're crazy, but, uh, no, the two, there are uh, there's one that I see as plausible, and there's two that I see as um, one is a joke, and then one is actually like legitimate. I actually do believe this. Okay. Um, so one I see as plausible, like maybe the other is. Um, this is the one I see as plausible. It's probably the most controversial of the ones too. Um, I don't think that it's hard for me to 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 frame this because I'm coming in with it. Like, not coming up with it off the cuff, but I'm trying to frame this off the cuff without making myself sound like a crazy person. Right, yeah, Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah you know how the CIA um, has, uh, like, literally sold weapons to drug cartels? Yeah. To And, like, sold yeah. weapons to fund wars? Okay. Yeah. 
So I like that's I not even a conspiracy. That's, yeah. those are like yeah, no, that, no, no, I know yeah. that's not uh, that's yeah, not I the conspiracy. You. I got you. But uh-huh. along that same lines, um, I see it as a plausibility that the government didn't necessarily plan nine eleven out to the T, but it wouldn't surprise me if they paid off already existing terrorist groups to um, to do something in order to um, in order to tighten up security and. Um, invade basically and the, the Patriot of the Act. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I could I see can, it as government, yeah. as government, um, initiated. Uh, and I don't know if that's true. I think, I think and I that think doesn't take away thing, from the fact that like terrorists who were motivated to do terrorist things did terrorist things. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not, yeah. It was just, yeah, the, the mean, the, the, the means and not motivation per se, but like the ability were given to them by yeah I could see that I could see it. I think if if okay running along those lines I could see how it got out of hand too quickly and they thought it was going to be more along the lines of something Timothy McVeigh did or the first time they won and all of a sudden they were like oh this is way too big yeah um, well that and I mean the way to get reelected is to start a war so uh, I mean but he had just of, gotten elected so I know but yeah but I get the, what you're saying. the the, the well, other thing too I, that's I mean, a historical yeah. fact. Like it's a historical fact that that the U.S. has lied to get into wars, uh, the Mexican War, the Spanish American War. Oh, um, we're we're watching it play out now to some extent um, with the Iran stuff going on yeah. with Trump and his. I mean, Iraq uh, National Security Advisor. I, I lived through. There are WMDs in Iraq. Just kidding. There totally weren't WMDs in Iraq, but we won. Except we're still there. Twenty years later. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, yeah. So that's the plausible one. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. The 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 joke one is, um, like I said, plausible. I'm not saying I believe it. I'm not. I could just see it as being possible. Plausible. Um, Yeah. The um the the joke one is that I don't believe that Keanu Reeves actually ages. I think he (laughs) stays exactly the same age. You know, there's Uh, a there's a theory about Nicolas Cage. Have you seen that with the yes, and Nicolas Cage photo, yeah. Yes, the, the Civil War photo that looks exactly like him, Nicholas Cage and yes. Ken Reeves. Are, yeah, so those are those are the those are the two that I don't believe have aged. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is getting to that level too, I think. Um, also, then, also low key Pharrell. Have you seen Pharrell Williams? I have not seen Pharrell. He's Williams getting lately. thinner and like more masculine, but he's not getting he, older. Huh? Go like bigger. it's yeah, like he he paid off some sort of voodoo doctor to. Yeah. Nice. Um, the last one that I uh, that I think th- this one I legitimately believe. Um, so I don't know if you know this, and listeners, you may this may be the first time that you've heard this. Culturally, cult- culturally, there is a um, there is a fear. I believe it's among South Koreans. I don't know about I don't, no idea North Koreans, but there's a fear that that Koreans have in culture of fans, ceiling fans, that ceiling fans will kill you if left on overnight and they'll either fall, something will happen, they'll kill you. And there's never been that I know of a confirmed death by sailing van and no one can really figure out or trace the origins for why, um, why Koreans believe this. And I've even read stories of like people who like their, I just read this the other day, actually someone was like, my mom, despite moving here when she was in her mid teens, um, still freaks out and insists that I do not sleep with the ceiling fan on, even though she moved to America 
in her mid teens. Yeah. Yeah. And so like this is deep this deeply held fear of ceiling fans. Now, the reason this is like that's a thing. I don't know that every Korean has that, but like that is a thing. So the conspiracy theory there is actually that the government blamed a string of suicides on ceiling fan deaths as a way to basically not make the public freak out over suicides. Because if you talk about suicide, it tends to uh, encourage more suicides. And so it was a way to basically control the narrative on that um, and not send their country into some sort of panic or, or make people freak out. So they are hiding either suicides or just the true cause of death for whatever reason, and they're totally okay with ceiling fans. It also, the other side of that conspiracy theory is uh, the government did it to save money uh, on electricity. <laughs> that actually is, yep. a, that's a legitimate part of it I, too. I can see if, that one. If people totally aren't running, yeah, if people aren't running ceiling fans all night long and all day you long, do, then they get away do, with yeah. it. Yeah, and you have um, you have the more grids in case. Uh, I have another one that uh, blackouts, the blackouts that you see are, are co- or, or well, this is this is just like a personal one. It's, there's no evidence behind it. It's just like any time my phone randomly goes through, like I'll be standing in one area, have full service, and then all of a sudden the service goes away. I'm like, oh, that's a that's a like a spec ops plane just went over or something like like I have that theory in my head where it's like something just went down near me. And that's why, and they just, they blocked all cell reception for eight minutes. And that's why I couldn't make a phone Ooh. call. That's, that's, Thanks. it's just like the dumbest thing ever. But it's just like, whenever I have that, I just go back to, oh, something's out, you know, like John Wick's yeah. behind me or something like that. Like that's. Yeah. Um, I, okay. So the reason I ask you that is obviously today by the title and by like just any random We're talking about pride and gossip. Yes, we are. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and why my dog is the greatest dog. No, we're talking about conspiracy theories, conspiracies in general, um, and kind of what, what uh, not tipped us off to this topic, but kind of inspired this topic is actually um, a relevant article from uh, the beginning of April. And just so we're clear, because the last, um, I think a couple episodes or so, we talked about another relevant article. So I just want to have a disclaimer here. We don't get all of our content from relevant. Tony gets all of our content from relevant. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, like that's, we get together here's the thing like we get together and we talk about um like certain topics and then i'll go online and like search for stuff based on that and i'll find stuff and i'm like oh this goes really well with the kind of like the topic we were talking about so like and it just happened that three or four of those topics it came from relevant yeah. oh so you find you prepare for our our podcast topics the same way you prepare sermons you just find verses that go with Go with what you want to talk never, about. Never tell, never tell people how the sausage is made. Okay, Ryan? <laughs> never take them behind. Pay no attention to the research done behind the curtains. Yes. So uh, there's, this, there's this Relevant Magazine article from about uh, a little over, about I guess a month and a half ago now. Yeah. Um, what's really going on with the unplanned movies Twitter account getting suspended? And so their article basically just, tweet, just, just is a bunch of screenshots of tweets. So the movie Unplanned is a movie, basically, it's a pro-birth movie, um, pro-life movie, uh, of a, and it's the, quote, ostensibly true story of a former Planned Parenthood worker who left her job and is now a pro-life activist. So despite, I'm still reading from the relevant article, despite withering reviews, the movie had better than expected box office returns over the weekend, making $6.1 million and make, taking a top five spot in America. 
However, the movie's success hit a brief hiccup when its Twitter account was suspended without warning on Saturday. So this this article came out April 1, uh, 2019. So the and and so basically the movie's Twitter account was deleted the same we like or, yeah the, the movie's Twitter account was deleted the same weekend that the movie actually released meaning that their ability to talk about it and advertise for it was was yeah kind of, on Twitter participate in conversation on Twitter at least yeah um and so a whole bunch of people had Twitter backlash and uh, toward Twitter saying like um one person was like why is Fox in addition to CBN Christian Broadcasting Network the only Network that will carry advertisements for the unplanned movie. Why did Twitter um, suspend the account on Saturday? Why was it given an R rating? Um, so basically, they're 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 accusing Twitter of having a bias against the unplanned movie and uh, against uh, basically anything that against pro, Christianity. Against pro choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, pro choice. They they're basically saying like Christianity and pro choice, but mainly yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Side. So, they collate the um, two. Yeah, and so the unplanned movie then made another account and said, because you never know um, how long before the next Twitter suspension, we ask that you follow us on your other social media um, platforms. So No, no, no. Their, their account was un... They didn't make another account. Their account was unsuspended, like, the next day. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. didn't so make Twitter, it. Yes. Twitter, then, like, then, That's when they said it. Yeah, and that's then when that's they when they were, like, they were like, you never know what's going to happen. So. Yeah, so find, follow us on our others. Um, but then in the in when they did that... They also included uh, a slogan for QAnon, uh, which is the basically it's a it's a conspiracy theory I believe that originated from 4chan. It is that yeah, uh, yeah. see that the that seedy a, underbelly of the internet. Yeah, like, that that QAnon for, is like kind of the for, source for, for like Barack who don't Obama's. Know, yeah, uh, yeah. I was no, gonna no, say no, it's, it's kind of the that. source for, those for, who, for cons- okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that we're not no, on Google Hangouts, so we don't talk over each other anymore, and yet we're still I know, talking I said, over that's exactly each other. what we're doing. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, the QAnon is uh, kind of the source of like conspiracy theory like Barack Obama's secret child sex ring, like all the pedophilia stuff that came out, out of, a few out years the, ago. The pizzeria. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's kind of what that is. They're known for claims like that. So just so everyone is aware, those of you who don't know what 4chan is, 4chan is an open forum website um, where literally just like it's, it's for star Wars fans. It's the Moss Eisley of the internet. Um, for those of you who don't know what that is, like pick any weird eighties kind of film noir esque movie, Blade Runner or um, you know, uh, 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 what's the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he's the Conan any of that, and then like the 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 super creepy marketplace where like horrible things are happening and staring out at you. Um, the place on Mars that Schwarzenegger goes to on uh, a, a Total Recall, like you know what I mean? Just like this really dirty, seedy underbelly. Like that's 4chan. Like all the weird stuff comes out. People say it's almost like they go there to kind of say deliberately. Yeah. Horrible. It's like a weird, less censored things. version of Reddit. It, that's basically. literally like, what it is. They're like yeah. it's Reddit's unshaven cousin that just yeah. kind of, you know, well, with really people, bad breath comes into the Reddit background. Like a gateway drug, and yeah. 4chan is yeah. like a step. It's it's kind of it's like, like the heroin is, addict. 
Yeah. Yeah. Reddit's like the well, Reddit's the like the weed, and then the stoner. Um, 4chan not is really like, dangerous, but says weird stuff. Where you're like, dude, really? Yeah. Like, and there's and you and you could end up around the wrong people that that lead you down some path, and then yeah. sooner and or later then, you're on and 4chan, then, and then you're on the dark web, and then you're getting you know arrested yeah. or buying some random package mystery box on the dark web. And it just has creepy items in it. There's yeah. a lot of unboxing videos of that. No, on YouTube, it's by the way. it's a real thing. Like it's a real yeah. thing. Like 4chan is the weird dude that doesn't have enough teeth in the corner going, "I got something for you." Like that's 4chan. Yeah. So, so and QAnon is like dead on. That's exactly what it is. It's literally this anonymous um, conspiracy vortex, except it's spitting it out. Yeah, it, not, it kind of feels well. It feels like it's it feels sucking like it's it in. The the less technologically it's the Sharknado. No, it's it, the, it feels like yeah. it's the it feels like it's the less technologically like a technologically savvy um, conspiracy version of Anonymous. Yeah, where they're yeah. they're trying to bring things to light that no one believes. Um, but with Anonymous, they could actually like get into systems and and do things like they were actually making threats that to some extent they could back up not all the time but there were times where that was the case but the the thing about this one or part of the conspiracy theory here is that like basically shortly after i believe it's the vice president um retweeted or tweeted about the uh the unplanned movie was when the twitter account started tweeting about QAnon. and so there's all these conspiracy theories now flying around of like the president's endorsing this the vp's endorsing this yeah Um, there's no one knows what, who's really running the unplanned movie, what the point of it is, that kind of thing. And so initially you could say, oh, okay, maybe they didn't know what's going down. But then, uh, before they actually took down that particular tweet with the, with the QAnon, um, slogan on it, they actually doubled down and they said, I believe the tweet was, I'm looking at it here. Um, some guy named at CJ Phillips 66 said, well, I'm out period. Promoting a conspiracy theory website is not promoting truth, not was capitalized. Um, and so the unplanned movie said, come on, CJ, be honest. You were never in ellipsis. Um, which I end sentences in ellipses, but I'm also not a professional social media account. So right there, style points get taken away. That's I'm just saying that. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was a joke. Anyway, <laughs> so, but they had, so they, um, Many uh, uh, QAnon truthers, which is what they call themselves, uh, they went on and like thanked them. Um, they basically were like responding, like, "Oh yeah, I'm so glad that other people are seeing this. Now we support this movie." It was kind of like, it was kind of like when Donald Trump got the support from David Duke. Like, I don't know if he wants the support from him, but he's got the support of a dude who used to, be, you know what I mean? That kind yeah. of a thing. Where with the with the film. I don't know why they put that up there or what they were planning, but they didn't take it down. They didn't apologize for it until after all these people came out and basically said, yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, yeah, we're not with those guys. Yeah. So. Well, and so so here's here's why we talk about this or here's why we bring this up. Right. Um, Regardless of what the, the cause is, the idea is that. When, when something weird like this happens, it's natural, I think, to start asking asking questions, and everyone wants to know why. And um, I think I think that's important. Like, I actually think that most conspiracy theories start from actually a well-intentioned or good place, which is like, I don't want to just accept what's told to me as true. 
um, I think you should, you know, critically think about the information that's being given, consider, you know, different angles and and make an informed decision beyond that as you as you do research and and try to find information. the problem I think I have with this is that, and this is like, to be fair, it's true, which is like, if the conspiracy theory was true, it's not like people would admit it. So it's like, you're not going to find proof of it to some extent. It's going to be a theory into infinity because if there was enough evidence to prove it, it wouldn't be a conspiracy theory. It would be fact. You know what I mean? So the the problem is that what, what starts as an honest question eventually like if you ask the question enough and without not if you ask a question enough but eventually what happens is as you think about it more and more and as it as an answer starts to sound reasonable to you and more and more reasonable and the or the official explanations aren't satisfying enough for you for whatever reason what happens is you start to um what i what i've seen happen is people start to make claims and they pose them as questions. So in other words, they've actually stopped asking questions, saying, hey, what if, like, something's fishy about this? What if it was something like this? Um, and then asking for, like, legitimate feedback or sources and research. No, instead what they do is they say, oh, what if it's this? And what they're really saying is, oh, it's this. Yeah. They're, and- they're, asking, they're asking the unanswerable question where it's already, you know, a certain thing's assumed, like, why is, you know, why is President Obama supporting weird you know mars sex rings and you're like wait what like the question yeah. isn't whether he is or not the question is why and it's like that's not really going to investigate yeah, the you starting place is not yeah you're assuming something um or the other one is could it possibly like they do this a lot i noticed this in reality tv which is why i don't take a lot of conspiracy theories super serious um they do this on reality tv where they go could it be this why would this happen? Could it be this? Oh, and it's like, you can literally ask anything with that. Why is Ryan talking to Tony? Could it be that they're both secretly working for the Saudi government? To- yes. There's a, there's an, it's like everything is possible. The multiverse has proved that. You know what I mean? Like that's the whole purpose. Mm-hmm. Like somewhere there is, could possibly be a universe yep. where the two of us are actually you know what i mean like there's yes there is that possibility but you can say that with literally anything you have not presented any evidence to that fact you just ask that question and then let it linger and then other people go it could and then they assume that's true like that is neither scientific it's not logical it doesn't make any sense but you ask it in a way or and you ask it enough and it begins to sound reasonable well not only not only that yeah go ahead not not only that it also like it's it's the principle of induction, right? If I tell you that the Jesuits sunk the Titanic, you're going to be like, you're going to laugh me out of the room. But if I just ask questions, then, you know, you start to ask those questions yourself. You Why start to wonder I... about them. And yeah. you end up at the you end up at the destination they want you to on your own, which means you're more likely to believe it. Like and they just want to plant the seed and poke the hole like every like every single story, even with evidence. Like, you can poke a hole in it. You can ask questions. Like, why would a, like, the Titanic, why would a professional sailor, knowing he was doing in the, you know, why would he go full steam ahead, even though there were reports of all that? Well, because the Titanic was unsinkable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a fairly easy answer there, which is they were overconfident, you know, but icebergs don't give a, 
darn about what you think. Like they are going to punch a hole in your unsinkable ship. But they didn't. They they didn't think it was possible. They literally didn't think it was possible. They thought that their science was so good that they could get away with that. And I think that was the big issue um, that that I have with a lot of conspiracy theories is that they ask questions that honestly have easy answers. But they don't. Ex- they're like, no, that's too. Most do. Some don't. And yeah. again, that's why I go back to the Kennedy. Where it's like that. Actually, their explanation doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, but that's why I kind of go back to that kind of thing. Where it's like, ah. But but I'm always willing to say, okay, yep. there there could be an easier solution to this. Um, sometimes for me, I for me, I go back to something like, oh, we didn't actually go to the moon. Okay, there is actual. There's a reason why we would fake it. There's a very easy reason, which is we wanted to basically prove superiority over the Soviet Union in a non-aggressive way, right? Like, and how do you do that? Oh, we got to the moon. But the amount of work it would take to fake going to the moon would basically be the equivalent of actually going to the moon, and people don't realize that was just a Going to the moon was a subtext for being able to use the radios and satellite and computer technology to be able to uh, uh, get the budget for that to spy on the Soviet Union. Like that was like not, they, I, they actually went to the, like, you know what I mean? Like there's more evidence for the fact that we went to the moon based on what we were actually trying to do than if you just thought, well, we just wanted to prove we were better than the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. So we faked it. It's like, well, that wouldn't have accomplished the goals they were actually trying to accomplish. Yeah. That wouldn't have well, done and, the actual thing by faking it. Yeah. Which by the way, the the Jesuits singing the Titanic, like that's a legitimate like yeah. theory. No, people, and you can find that on YouTube. You can find documentaries on YouTube. They they yeah. they they find all these and that's the thing. Once you start asking the questions, then they're just plausible enough. They like they just have this grain of possibility to them that's enough that if you can find one Jesuit, oh, like let's say, hole, yeah. oh, maybe maybe it was some religious conspiracy. Okay, cool. So then you start looking at the Titanic, you find that one Jesuit pastor and or uh passenger and you think, oh, shoot, well, I know about the Jesuits already. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. like, it's just one little thing after another, and you're looking, and you f- try to find all these, like, completely wildly circumstantial things that are that are better explained, honestly, as coincidences than anything else. But then, like, you say that, and then someone's like, oh, well, um, that's the whole point. That's why they were so good at this, is because they did make it look like an accident. And wouldn't she, if you wanted to not be blamed for this, wouldn't you want to, to look like an accident? Um, just th- yeah. like that's yeah. like, so yeah. there's always this explanation for why and, the, and the official answer isn't good enough. I've heard once where the Titanic was done, um, to kill, uh, uh what was it? The, uh, the, oh, yeah, the, Rockef- the, the, the government officials on, or yeah, ro- no, not the, Rockefeller. No, not Rockefeller, was but Rockefeller? one of the heirs, something like that. No, it wasn't Rockefeller. It was, it was, it was yeah, some, some heirs rich to family. something. Yeah. And I'm like, there are way easier ways to do that. There are way easier ways. Then take control of an entire ship. I'm like, yeah, there's, yeah, like that's not, no. Um, JP Morgan? Was it JP Morgan? I think it might have been JP Morgan. No, 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 no. JP Morgan, here's it. I just Googled it. JP Morgan planned the disaster to kill his rivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The rivals were Jacob Astor, Isidore Strauss, the Astor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Benjamin Guggenheim. Yeah, Yeah, the Guggenheim. Um, which again, if they did that, well, they didn't kill their heirs off, so they did a really bad job. Um, but okay, 
But like, I, I just go back to that idea of, okay, yeah, you can find anything when it comes to that. I think the other thing that always gets to me is like the Illuminati. That's the other reason why I like half of the, 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 okay. A good half of all the conspiracy theories I come across, I immediately throw aside because there's always this shady group in the background, right? Like I would normally do that with the CIA if the CIA hasn't, had you know been proven to have actually like overturned duly elected governments you know what i mean like yeah if, if they hadn't like no they totally did this thing i'd be like all right well you know like the whole the whole drug war that we're on um that everyone was like oh we need the drugs or, or infiltrating our streets yeah it was the cia selling drugs to like it, i don't know if people are aware of this like do your research Reagan okayed the CIA to start, you know, basically doing this to get black, uh, uh, untraceable funds to keep fighting the, the bring down the Soviet Union. And so they start selling crack to dealers in the U.S. And that was how they funded all the things they did in the 80s, which, which was basically toppling regimes and, you know, governments of banana republics and stuff like that. So, like they would be one of those really shady people in the background because a lot of it happens there. And a lot of times I don't believe it. I'm like a little bit more credence because I'm like, they've done some pretty shady stuff, but like with the Illuminati, I see that more than anything else um, in, in, in particularly the Adventist church, but in Christianity, a lot of this, it's the Masonic Illuminati thing. And I'm like, dude, if there's some secret group that's plotting to control everything and take over, they've done a really bad job because it is chaos out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and so that's my thing is like, unless you can draw a straight line to it was this because of this and this and this, I I don't really give a lot of credence. Well, the other don't thing give too a lot of is credence. like, the, the, well, and here's the other problem of, of conspiracy theories, right? So with, with the advent of social media, this is my one complaint about social media, among others. This is say. my main complaint about social media. Among uh, others. My main complaint about social media is that it flipped the way we process information, and it didn't flip it in the right, like it didn't flip it well. Okay, so walk, the way walk we, me through that. Yeah, so the way we used to process information before we had the immediate opportunity to blast it on Twitter was you would go home and you would process it with your family or your friends. You would like talk about it a lot, and then, um, and you wouldn't have basically your ideas would be tested among a very small few people like a small number of people. And then you would, that's how you would process it. And then you would react in greater conversations or, or you know, in public, right? Um, or there yeah, was like just no public like, reactions. Like yeah. you think of something funny, you tell it to your family, your family doesn't laugh. Ah, I probably shouldn't put it out there for bigger people to use. Yeah. yeah. Now with social media being so accessible, it's changed the game. And now what we do is we process on social media to the masses first. And then, um, so our, our initial our initial reaction um, is uh, also used to basically process via crowdsourcing. And yeah, so what happens yeah. is then anyone who, who might agree with you, that positive reaction is positive reinforcement. And it's viewed as validation, like, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, right? People agreeing yeah. with you, oh, you're right. And then negative reactions, especially with conspiracy theories, are tend to view like, oh, well, you know, you just don't get it. Or you're just being, you know, you're just sheep. Like, you just need to wake up. Open your eyes, man. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I, that's I the call, way we process information now. I call it the Wikipedia of stupid. 
Like if two or three people get together and they're like, it must be like this. You've just created your own Wikipedia of stupid. Like now it must be fact because three other people believe it. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. Statistics are the most misleading part of science. Um, you can make statistics say anything. And I've said it before. Like I had, so I I had a, one of my, uh, church members was a big time conspiracy theorist. Um, and I said, and to pull off my shirt, this is, it was a male. I pulled off my shirt and I said, I, can you count how many uh, beauty marks I have in my back? I have a lot. I have like 40, something like that. I have to go to, every time my family's like, you have to go to the dermatologist, you're going to die. And I go, now, if you were to take all the beauty marks on my back and you were to take a pen and you start connecting dots, could you find something sinister on my back? And he was like, well, the- Yes. You could find, you know, a pentagram and all that. You could find that on my back. Does that mean that I intentionally put those there and that I am secretly? No, it's just you have connected dots that aren't necessarily meant to be connected. Um, and I go back to that's that's why I struggle so much with. Um, I, I've taken astronomy like three or four times, I swear to you, in my life. And I struggle so much with how they made the constellations because I'm like, I do not, how, 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 how does that a look like a bull to you? And B that's what you came up. Like that's yes. It's clearly, you know, two women diving into a pool from opposite sides of what? No, it's two lines. Like what on earth? But that's the kind of thing is like, you can find anything you want by connecting dots. Um, yep. It doesn't necessarily mean it's true. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a conspiracy. It doesn't necessarily mean it's sinister. And I think this is the thing that I it really bugs me. And here's why I think they're dangerous. Um, well, let me ask you, Ryan. Why? What? What are your thoughts on conspiracy theories in the context of church and the church community? Well, I'm going to actually use a nerd example for this um, because I think this is. Um, yeah, this is this is this is going to illustrate the danger. So, a few episodes ago, I talked about the fact that one of my favorite games in the, my in my life is back. Um, City of Heroes was shut down in 2012. It was produced by NCSoft. They shut down Paragon Studios, which is the the company that was actually like like updating the game, managing Running the game, it, whatever. Yeah. So, um, when it came back, basically what happened was it was revealed that there there was. Um, that the source code had been stolen and given to someone in Venezuela, I believe, or Argentina. And then that um, that person had been running a private server for like six years, and there was this whole campaign of disinformation to keep it private, basically. And that's part of the conspiracy theory, but that's not where this, this is going to end. After this all came to light because someone from the private server leaked it, um, the code was released out into the wild by the guy who had it, and now right. all these private servers have begun to have begun to spring up, to pop up, and yeah. but it's the the servers are were made with stolen source code, right? Like that's it was stolen source code, so it's a legal source code. So this game is back up. The the servers are running illegally, which means that at any moment, NCSoft, who still owns the intellectual property, could issue a cease and desist and shut it down. Now everyone's ticked at. NCSoft were shutting the, the game down originally. It was their most successful title at the time. And the reason they shut it down was because they needed to prove to their Korean investors, because NCSoft is a Korean company, that uh, they were they they valued their Korean market and City of Heroes wasn't successful in Korea. So they shut it down and invested in others, and now NCSoft is like 
made billions since then. So, um, but they refused to basically acknowledge that that's why they did it. They refused to acknowledge anything. So they just refused to sell the intellectual property because selling it would mean that they were admitting that it was a bad still, idea to shut it down. Still useful. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Lose face. So that kind of thing. like even Stan Lee had made an offer to buy the intellectual property. Like this is not, <laughs> and they, they said no. So one of the guys, the first private server to spring up, it was called Bree, I believe, named after one of the reporters for Massively OP, which is a gaming news site. And the the guy that was running it, his name was UV. His, he was running a server, I think, out of Amsterdam or somewhere. And he was really excited about it. He was He was super pumped to have it up. And then all of a sudden on, like, uh, three days later, basically, all of a sudden, everything was fine, and then the next day, the server shut down. And we were like, what is going on? So UV shows up and starts saying, like, oh, well, I got a cease and desist, and, um, like, I got this cease and desist order, and I can't, um, like, I had to shut it down. And so everyone immediately jumps on NCSoft and starts tweeting at them and... Um, and writing them emails and basically saying, like, you know, screw you guys, you're the worst company ever. Like, this whole gaming community just jumps on NCSoft. And um, the, the problem with this was we weren't even sure if NCSoft knew that servers existed yet. And so basically what they were doing by also telling off NCSoft was confirming to NCSoft that these servers existed. And what actually happened came out what actually happened was that the guy some random dude had messaged uv the server admin and it said hey ncsoft is going to send you a cease and desist and uv freaked out and he literally he wiped his server and he took a hammer to it he wanted no evidence even though he's out of the country and they can't really do anything to him so that was what really happened but because they believed the conspiracy that ncsoft was out to shut down the game even though there's another game that this happened with and they didn't do anything to it. Um, yeah, everyone just jumped at NCSoft. Now, everyone, now basically the survival of the private servers was now threatened because of that. And so, and whatever goodwill the community may have been able to make with NCSoft was now gone. This is the problem with conspiracy theories in the church. When you believe it so quickly and you jump on it so quickly, then what happens is you end up attacking people who don't deserve to be attacked and who've done, who've done nothing wrong, whether it's people, whether it's um, organizations, churches, you name it. And you end up starting these witch hunts, these smear campaigns. Like, honestly, conspiracy theories to me are the... Um, conspiracy theories to me are the, like, not the Salem witch trials, but they are the witch hunts of our day. They really are meant to rile up the mob and... Um, and destroy someone else because they did something or they were accused of doing something that people don't like or people are afraid of. Um, Ted Wilson is the victim of these. Uh, any pastor who's graduated from seminary uh, is a victim of this because uh, there's conspiracy theories that all the pastors that come from seminary are um, are Jesuits. Which, and which is ridiculous because and... I was a Jesuit long before I came exactly. to the seminary. It's and it's so, funny. Summary is funny too because if you haven't been, they don't consider you a real pastor. But if you have been, they consider you a Jesuit and not a real pastor. So um, it's just there are no real pastors. Funny. If there you don't know no what a Godzilla. Jesuit is, a Jesuit is basically an undercover Catholic that's meant to and like Jesuits are. are there are real according Jesuits according to like these conspiracy yeah. theories, not like real Jesuit 
people. Yeah, there are real Jesuits, but no, this is this is yeah. a Jesuits this are is, undercover Catholics that yeah. are trying to basically re- bring infiltrate back and destroy. Yeah, yeah, it, destroy Protestantism and reestablish Catholicism as like it. And so destroy it from the inside, basically. So yeah. that's what it is. And anytime someone teaches something in a denomination that someone disagrees with, we cry Jesuit. That's what we do. It's our wolf. Um, it's our wolf. Yep. Yeah. And the it's, British uh, are coming. It, it, the like, British are coming. It destroys coming. people. It destroys careers. It destroys people. It destroys lives. It destroys, like, livelihoods, not, like, you know, not kills people and destroys lives. Yeah. Um, but destroys livelihoods. Like, and it, and honestly, it ruins our witness. I think like, that, to me, that's the we biggest. We already yeah. have. We already have enough problems yeah. with people being able to yeah. believe in the things that we believe in. I honestly like break down what we believe, but do it with different rhythms. I do this every time I do a week of prayer. We're asking you to believe that, let's say, just just to change it up, a dead Italian plumber came back from the dead two thousand years ago and now resides in the center of the earth with a giant dragon. And someday he's going to emerge from the center of the earth with that giant dragon and burn everybody up who doesn't follow him and decide to live with him. And then the people who do uh, get to ride on the dragon's back into a giant space portal and fly to a special place where they're going to stay for a while. And then he's going to magically recreate this planet uh, in a beautiful you know, pre-destructive sense, and then we're all going to come back paradise. to live here. Yeah. No, like, I, yeah, I don't even think you have to go that far, dude. I think you could just read Genesis 1 literally. Oh, yeah, no. And it's it's like, I mean, I I have read too many other ancient origin stories to think Genesis 1 is ridiculous because I'm like, no, that makes more sense than we came from the back of a giant turtle. Like, eh, eh, but... But to, no, no, yeah, no, but like, 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 read it at its base level. Yeah. God creates Adam and Eve, tells them not to eat a fruit Out of or mud. everyone dies. Yeah. They, like, they like, eat a fruit, they, they take a bite, they take one bite, and now humanity's doomed. Like, that just sounds ridiculous. It because sounds... a talking snake, a flying talking snake told them to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it's, uh... and what's crazy um, is that we believe it. I totally do. I think it's all real. I really, 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 really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am a scientist, I am an archaeologist, I'm a pastor, and, I to- and I'm a cynic. I'm very critical. I- I'm a critical thinker. I really do. So to m- for me to believe that, I go, it's already crazy. It's already crazy. The Bible is insane enough mm-hmm. without us needing to well, add things to it. And this is the thing that, to me, the biggest danger, it w- which, yes, you hurt people's feelings, but honestly... And, and I mean this in, in, the, in the sincerest way. Anyone who's ever been attacked by a conspiracy theorist in the church and who has said, in particular, I don't know if this happens a lot in, in Christian denominations, but I know in the Adventist denomination, we get these people who get all riled up. I don't know why, but they're all 70 years old. Um, and they're males, 70-year-old males always. I don't know why. But anyway, they, they blast these emails with lists of people that they consider to be infiltrators and heretics and horrible mm-hmm. people. And like... It's people. They don't know them. They don't know their stories. They've never met them in person. All they've done is either read about them or heard about them from a third person, and then go, "This is terrible. This is horrible. This is against everything that I hold dear. Therefore, you are evil." And if those people have attacked you, I know most of the people who who not most of the people. I know a lot of people who are on lists like that, and it does not bother them at all. 
So to me, that's not even the biggest issue where it's like, yeah, you're attacking someone who doesn't deserve to be attacked, but they don't even get, they're kind of like, it's, oh, that's cute. Um, mm-hmm. It's other people looking at us. Because here's the ridiculous thing. I cannot tell you the amount of times that I have tried to bring someone to our church and someone has gone up to preach a sermon and put Lady Gaga up and said, you see how she's putting her hands in a weird formation? Um, not that particular instance, but something along those lines. And yeah. I just put my head in my hands and I just go, oh, it has nothing to do with the Bible. It has nothing to do with anything. And then they somehow, after after an hour of, and Beyonce does this, and they do this, and they're all Illuminati. And, and after an hour of this crazy ranting and raving, they somehow tie it in with, and this is the end times. Brethren, yeah, you see how we're in the end times? And I'm like, dude, Romans used to flay people alive. Like, <laughs> going like, you know, making a triangle with your hands compared to nailing someone on a cross for five days. Yeah. I kind of feel like they had a worse situation. Um, Man, you're the, you're, 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 you're mocking. It reminds me of the, the tweet that went viral of like someone, someone or some like company or, or magazine tweeted out like, Game of Thrones fans uh, signed a petition to have uh, HBO refilm. Yeah, yeah, five hundred thousand uh, season yeah. eight. Yeah, five hundred thousand signatures to, ref- to to refilm season eight with the different writers. Apparently, they raised and, like thirty five million dollars. Yeah, someone quoted someone quoted that tweet and just said, "The planet is dying." <laughs> like that's literally it was like you're focused on this somebody, the planet is yeah, dying they linked they linked to the bill nye video which we could talk yeah. about for an entire episode on that if you haven't seen that language warning it is not safe for work basically comes on and goes like the planet is bleeping on fire like i was yeah. it was fine teaching you photosynthesis but you're adults now like grow up this is beyond and i'm like yeah yeah, like it really is. Like there's so many other things. Like I don't need you to tell me that some of this stuff is bad. And what's there to to me, to me, yes, it is wrong that you're attacking people. I totally I I but to me the two things for me of why I don't I think we need to el- either eliminate or or seriously reduce the amount of conspiracy theories that we A accept and B perpetuate in our church. Per- per- perpetuate? perpetuate? Perpetuate in our church. Yeah. Is, is this, number one, because it makes us sound beyond crazy to the people who are at. And we already have a message that is transform transformational enough and insane enough by just putting people at Jesus. We don't need to convince them that the world is bad. They know the world is horrible. Point them to Jesus. Give them something that's amazing. Number one, so it's taken away from him because it, it makes us look insane and, and distress our witness. And number two is it removes the focus from what we need to be focusing on. And that, to me, is the, is the most dangerous thing because our kids today, our youth, our young adults, people who are on the fringe, you, you don't need to tell us that something's bad. Like, we can see the world is on fire, literally. Um we're looking for hope. So when you come up to me and just say, everything is bad, everything is bad, everything is bad, doesn't that give you hope? No, it doesn't give me hope. What gives me hope is pointing to someone who is, who's in control of everything. Yeah. Let's spend an hour talking about that. And then the last five minutes going, see, like, see how everything's bad. To me, those are the two things that just absolutely, it, it just destroys their credibility. And it just takes away from 
to me the purity of the gospel. Like I think I think we have a message that's so amazing. That's so incredible. Like why are we or why are we spending so much time talking about, you know, the, Would you these, say it's absurd that we spend so much time I believe about it? I believe it begs credulity that we spend that much time. <laughs> I think it's hooey. It's a no, load of I, hooey. I agree with you. I think someone I don't remember who I was talking to about this, but someone was someone older and wiser than me was bringing up the fact that like we were talking about conspiracies once and he basically said like there's enough there's enough symbology and um riddles and visions and 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 mysteries in the Bible to keep us occupied enough. We don't need to go searching out in the world for those. Um I'm not saying that you the, can the, the explain Bible Daniel is, 12 to me. Right. Yeah. Like, exactly. Let's not right? bother with yeah. Beyonce is secretly. Yeah. Um, figure out the, Daniel yeah, eleven your and twelve. Your focus is literally in the wrong place. Uh, you know, looking out. But the 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 other side of this too. Um, I'm not going to say this is a theory. I think this is fact. There's no. I can. I feel like I can prove this to you. We use conspiracies. Not we. Abusers use conspiracies to protect themselves in the church. Yeah, across the board. Point the finger um, somewhere. In Adventism, somewhere else. outside, we're watching it. Every megachurch pastor has done this, right? Um, s- someone accuses the megachurch pastor of doing something, and the megachurch pastor turns around and goes, "Well, I've served in this church faithfully for, you know, thirty years, you know, and I've and I've grown to all this, and God's anointing is clearly on me." So um, this is clearly a scam by Satan using these people to discredit the name of one of God's oh um, chosen servants. Did you? This see is the, like literally. Yeah. Did you? This see, is what did we you do. See the sermon Creflo Dollar did after he asked for the sixty-five million dollar jet to replace the forty million dollar jet he had. Yes, he yes, literally said, "Can you see how Satan's attacking me?" I'm like, "That's not Satan. That's yep. my neighbor Bob. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's not Satan, dude. Like." Yep. It it really or, does. It it deflects yeah. blame, or it it doesn't deflect blame. It deflects questioning. Yep. And it makes people because you're either going to question him or her, or you're going to question this theory that they've put up. And you're like, oh, maybe it does go deeper, or that person's a liar. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing too is like if if that person is a man of God or a woman of God, right? Um which I've seen much less with women than anything else. But, um, you know, if that person is a man of God and, 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 and like a pastor, right, or a leader in the church, then there is a certain amount of biblical principle that you follow when people are accusing you of something. And one of the first things that a person of God doesn't do is accuse, is counter-accuse, basically. We do not counter—we don't make counter-accusations. And we listen, and we seek reconciliation, but we certainly don't counter-accuse— and so reacting defensively like that is an automatic way to kind of, um, you know, lose trust. Smoke. But the problem is it does gain trust from, like, so someone like Bill Hybels, who might counter-accuse uh, counter um, women of trying to, you know, attack him or, or accuse Satan of trying to attack him, right? Well, he's, he's trying to talk to his members because he wants his members who know him, who, who he led to Jesus, he wants them to believe him. He wants them to double down on the idea and remember the idea that he did all this good for them, and good people aren't capable of something that bad. Whereas he doesn't care about the court of public opinion outside of that because none of them can influence the vote to get him you know, ousted as pastor. So there's this... So yeah, they're going to push this counter-accusation, and abusers will use it to defend, to disrupt, um, and to deflect from the attention from themselves. And 
I think that's one of the the first the the first thing of saying like I'm trying to think of what I would do if I was falsely accused, and I don't think the first thing I would do is um well, the first I, thing I would do is counter accuse. I think the first thing that because I, I have been falsely accused before of something I actually have, and yeah, because I know thing, you took my burrito. You can keep denying it. Yes, Becker, <laughs> the, you're the one who I ate did it. Not it was the javelinas. The that actually um, might be it, true. That, that's that's fair. Um, that's why I did it. It might be true. That's the point. Um, I gave you something plausible enough. But yeah, we I, I, like the first thing you don't do is make counter accusations. The first thing you do is um, try to yeah, find out like the full story of what's going on. Yeah, and I and, and understanding like, hey, this person is a valued person of God, and I want to know like I want to understand what's why going on. Why would you say here. that? Yeah, yeah, I want to understand why why this is why this is here and um. And have like a third party who's who's completely neutral come in and and be involved in that process. Yeah, yeah for sure. I ha- um, I had yeah. a situation where they weren't accusing me; they were accusing someone that was close to me and in an organization that was close to me. And the first thing I did when I heard these accusations is I looked at them and I go, "Have you been to this event and talked to these people?" No. Where, well, okay, so where did you get your information from? Well, I got it from my church member. And I go, has he been or been to? Well, no. And I was like, okay, well, A, I don't have to. I Right there, I was like, I don't need to listen to you anymore. Like, I continued with it, but I was like, well, then I don't, like, whatever. You have, you you are literally getting it from, a like, a fourth-hand source. I'm not yeah. going to pay attention to what you have to say. And you should know you're ridiculous. So, um. I didn't say that to them. Obviously, I sat there and go, "Well, I think that you should actually. I think it would. I think it would be better to actually go through because I did go to this thing and I know those people and I've never heard that from them. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. I think you would do well to actually go first before you start saying those types of things. Oh, well, they don't advocate for this. No, no, yep. they do advocate for this and this and that, but not in the way that you're saying. And it's like, yeah, if you actually meet them. I remember one time, and I'm not going to say who, but somebody went to Southern and accused Carl Hafner of being like this evil dude who was leading people astray. And I'm not saying he is or he isn't, but we were trying to recruit his daughter to come to Southern. And he said, yeah, I don't really want to visit Southern because you guys, um, somebody said some really nasty things about me. And Southern Seal was right there on the video. And, And it just, it, and I know Carl Hafner. And again, I'm not saying whether he is or is not leading people astray. I'm saying I knew the person and I was talking to him and we were mean with him. And it was like, I felt so bad because I saw the effect of what, and they were lying, by the way. This person who did it, they were doing it for attention. But mm-hmm. but in, in principle, I'm saying, you know, I'm not disagreeing with this yeah. person or not. I know, in fact, they did lie. But it was like I saw the effect of it. And I'm like, if you, if I can say Becker's an idiot because I know you and I love you, and I can say that in the context of knowing how you know what I mean, like you know that yeah. the love that I have for you is going to supersede that. So I'm like, yeah, he's an idiot, but doggone, he, you know, he knows where to find the good eats or something. You know what I mean? So yeah. when you, when people accuse, you know, oh, Tony said you were an idiot, you're gonna know. Well, I know Tony. I don't. You know what I mean? Like you have a relationship with me. If somebody comes up and says to me, well, Becker does this, I'm much more likely to say, mm, I don't know about that because I know him. When you hear from a third or fourth hand source, man, that can be so devastating because there's literally no way to verify it. 
There's yeah. no way to verify it. So for me, that was my first thing was let me question, let me get to the source, let me figure out where this information is coming from because a lot of times it's like QAnon. There's literally no evidence, and and they just say this. And and if you look at a lot of the QAnon conspiracies, like Snopes and various things have gone through and and just they literally said, like, let's see if this is, you know, they actually went through and said, we want to see if we can verify this. And there's no evidence. There's no evidence. Um, you know, and most of these conspiracy theories, it's like, what's the ultimate goal? You know, that's the other thing I ask. Like, okay, what is the ultimate goal? I'll, I'll go a little further here. Um, I believe in vaccinations. I think that people who are anti-vaccinations because they cause uh, autism and various things, I'll say this, that is a conspiracy theory. It is not proven. And the person who started that conspiracy theory is a doctor who had his credentials revoked. Now, some yep. want to turn him into a martyr, but... He was somebody, and the people who continue to perpetuate that are homeopaths who make their money not on vaccines. So it comes from a very dubious source. And beyond that, it would take literally 90, I think someone did a stat, it was like 94% of the entire medical community would have to be complicit in this. And I go, if you have ever tried to get 94% of any group behind something, you know that that is impossible. Yeah. I'm not even ever 94% of any decision I make, period. No, the Well, the other thing about that, too, is it's funny that you just use kind of the same logic that they use to prove that big pharma is behind it, which is like you said, oh, homeopathy has the has interest in making sure that you don't get vaccines. Well, big pharma has interest in making sure you right. do get vaccines because they get money. That's, like, this is that's true. Ultimately, ultimately, the root of every conspiracy theory is manipulation. And, and that's exactly that's, it. It's, it's like why it's control and manipulation. Ask the bigger picture. What is the ultimate resource? Are doctors trying to help you or hurt you? If they really thought that this was going to cause it every single time or there was a significant risk of that, they would say it. And so you, yep. it, it just yep. it begs credulity. It really does. You have to ask that. So when people accuse me of things or you of things, I have no problem if you come up and say you're an idiot because you said this, and I actually said it. If I actually said it, man, let's have a discussion. Like, cool, yep. let's talk about that. But if you're like you're an idiot because you believe the Washington Nationals are going to win the World Series, I'm like, well, first of all, I don't. Second of all, okay, where are you getting your source? And that's the thing that I have to go to is like trace it to the source. If you get accused of something, go to that person, trace it back. Because if you haven't done it and if you truly are clear before you and God, and that's the first thing you need to worry about. If you're clear before you and God, dude, trace it back. You got nothing to hide. Well, I, and I find and it funny. Confront too, in like, love. Do it lovingly, but confront the- them. In the in the example you gave of like a, a church member coming to you saying like this event is doing this terrible thing, right? You say, Where'd you get that? Or have you been there? And they say no. Then it's like, Well, you should go. And then they go, No, because they teach these terrible things. But they're like, But you That was yeah, that what? was what they said. And I'm like, Well it, it's always a circle, right? It's like I can't go because they teach these terrible things. Well, how do if, you know they teach these terrible yeah, things? If you're against Oh well, it, I, I <laughs> your your yeah, hackles are already up. They're not gonna slip it by you. Go yeah. listen to them. Yeah. I've never well, and the other yeah. If if you I, I, truly are that like aware of what's going on, you have nothing to fear going to that event because they're not going to convince you. So go. Yeah. Well, and I think the other side of this too is I I think we need to start not not. I don't want to say we need to start thinking of everything as a conspiracy theory, but I think we do need to ask like, what is the person making this claim 
stand to gain from this. Exactly. So for example, so for example, most victims that will come out and accuse um, something like let's let's take uh, Christine Blasey Ford who accused Kavanaugh of sexual misconduct back in college, right? What does she stand to gain from from falsely accusing him? Because as it stands, she couldn't go back to work. She couldn't go back to her own home. She for months afterwards, I don't even know if she's still able to go back home. The death threats came through yeah. everywhere. Like she was attacked from all angles. And um, like, what does she? If she's wrong, like if she's falsely accusing, what does she have to gain? Him not having a seat, like that's. Um, it doesn't even make sense there. And one of the things that I find with church members, we do this all the time. I've done this before. We say, hey, pastor, so-and-so, or like people are saying. Um, no, people aren't saying. You're saying. And you have something yeah. to gain True. by me yeah. believing you, Yeah. which is you get me to preach on something. People are saying you don't preach about Daniel and Revelation enough. Uh, people I, I, are saying that you don't. Um, people, you know, people are saying that that you're – um, your sermons are too long. Well, you just want my sermons to be shorter. Like, don't if, make up the opinions of other people. I And I've said this too. If anyone accuses you of something and they don't have the strength of character to put their name behind it, I don't have the time I, or the energy to put into it. If you're going to anonymously, uh, no, nah, I ain't got time for that. Now, if it's a corporation, that's a different thing. Like, if it's a, you know, you're a whistleblower yeah. on a big thing, okay, well, that's a different story. But... If you're going to come to well, me and, and say, well, people are saying, well, tell those people to come and tell me that. Yeah. Because well, I'm not going to. the other. Yeah. Well, the other side of this is also if you're in a system where you've set up like legitimate accountability. So there is someone who's meant to be the advocate that is a check for you. And, but again, then is, that's not is, anonymous. They're putting their name behind it. You know what I mean? No, no, no not necessarily. Sort of like what, I, what I'm saying is if you as a pastor are actually doing abusive and terrible things then they can't they feel like they oh, can't I come and talk saying. to yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they might no, go agree, to someone yeah. else to advocate on their behalf because they don't feel safe with you. Yeah. And in those cases, absolutely, then it's okay to be anonymous because you're actually yeah. protecting the person from from dangerous repercussions. Correct. But most yeah. of the time with like your sermons aren't long enough, what's the dangerous repercussion that I don't No, like I, I agree with your that. Your reaction, like your feedback? Yeah. No, I totally agree <laughs> I, with that. I totally agree with that. And that, and that's why I always yeah. go back to, you know what? If you're going to make an accusation, put your name behind it, and we can talk about it. I, I've always said if you want to bring someone to mediate, that's fine. Um, I've never had someone have that big an issue. I, I have had issues. I'll admit, man, I've had church members come and read me out for mistakes I made, and they were legitimate mistakes, and we had a long conversation and they blasted me, man. They blasted me. And at the end, we prayed together. I apologized. Um, you know, we ended in tears of joy because we were able to come together and and say, you know what? Yeah. It hurt me because of this. It hurt them because of that. And I was like, man, I am so sorry. That's the last thing I would have wanted um, mm-hmm. is if for it to come across that way. And and we literally cried together because of that. And it's like, that's the, that, that's, to me, that's what I always want. So if I'm, you know, again, I I make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time, all the time. So I have no problem if someone calls me out on that. But it's these conspiracies like, oh, well, you're really doing it because blah, 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 blah. It's like, look, there's enough out there that you don't need to, you know what I mean? Like, you you don't need to start these weird things. You don't need to start that. And more times than not, it. what is your motivation behind that? What do you have to gain, right? What do you have to gain by saying that? Um I, I, I look, Jesus didn't need conspiracy theories. 
if anyone could have talked about conspiracy theories, it's Jesus. And he was like, man, there's an evil force out there, but you don't need to worry about him. I'm better than he is. Yeah. Like, that. he literally, like, the demons would come up and were like, what do you want? And he's just like, uh, I want you out is what I want. Yeah. So go. And they had to go. And so I don't need to worry about those types of things. If mm-hmm. if you're accusing me of something or or if you're coming out based, you know, oh, well, it's because of this. And then, look, man, there is an evil force out there. I absolutely believe it. And it's a supernatural force and we fight against it. But I believe we're on the winning side. Um, I, I, I just, I truly do. I truly believe we're on the winning side. And so I don't need to believe, I, this is the other, I think this is the other thing that a lot of these really dangerous on certain Adventist channels that they promote conspiracy theorists, professional conspiracy theorists. This is the problem I have with them. When you emphasize the power of the enemy so much, you know what you're de-emphasizing? The power of your side. I don't need to know how good the losers were. I just need to know who's winning. And and for you to just be like, oh, they're in control of all the governments. And Okay, I know the guy who's in control of all the governments. Who's in control of all of that? Who's in control of the entire universe? So I don't need to worry about all that. I know who wins. I've read the end of it. I'm going to spoil Game of Thrones for everybody who hasn't watched it right now. I'm kidding. No, I haven't watched it, so please don't spoil it. Um, but like literally, like I don't need to know. I know who wins. Mm-hmm. So so stop yeah. stop emphasizing this other side. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think I think, the, and this is the thing I'm going to end on here too. And I agree with that. Um, I think any message that comes with the intent of tearing down or pitting me against someone. Um, is a problem. Now, let me be clear on that, because technically, if someone is, like, you could argue, right, that if a rape victim comes forward with with a story, then they could be trying to tear someone down. But here's the thing. Anyone who's been a legitimate victim of that is actually not trying to tear them down. I've very rarely seen, like, victims say, like, oh, this person is an evil, terrible human being that, you, you know, should be put to death or whatever. Like, it's not that. Usually, the, honestly, the most most of the time, that I see that I've seen a rape victim come forward or a sexual assault victim come forward. It's actually been because they've said, um, I don't want to see this happen to someone else. Again, yeah. Or they're saying, I just want this person to face consequences for this specific action. Um, and it, most it, rape victims are also healing. like, yeah. And they're saying like, the, most of the time they haven't even said like, I, I very rarely even heard them go, uh, well, you know, they don't discount, usually they don't discount the good of the people that may have abused them especially with pastors, they'll say, yes, I fully understand that like they've done a lot of good, but here's something bad that happened, and we need to address this and face this. Um, that That is something that's consistent, and it's not trying to over, overly tear someone down or um, you know ruin their life. If anything, the thing that ruined that person's life is, is their decision to rape or their decision to, um, to inappropriately take advantage of someone else, right? So... Um, but if you're trying to get me to kick someone out or to um, to do something terrible to someone else, um, then yeah, I'm gonna not I'm gonna second guess for um, for just for safety. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do due diligence and investigate for safety, and I'm gonna be wary of any message that wants to pit me against someone. The only way, the only thing that I see is different. Um, is yeah, in in things of sexual assault and and in areas of 
um, of accusations that involve a lot of shame and guilt and shame cycles. Those are the ones. That's why sexual assault has come up so much in this, where I where I, I tend to err on the side of believing the victim, um, because typically the victim has more to lose by falsifying the accusation than they do to gain. So um, that's just something that I know of. Um, but that being said, um, I um, yeah. I think I think that pretty much wraps up our, our conversation here. And to our listeners, uh, if you notice, we have started going over an hour. And the reason for that is because we started having multiple advertisements and we want to make up for the time that you've spent listening to ads with more actual content. So uh, sorry about that, but also not sorry about that. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. It was an Please intentional check out decision. This. Yes, it was. Um, please go over to thescratchnews.com and check that out. Support us if you can. Um, all our contact info is down in the show notes if you want to reach out and ask any questions or talk to us. Um, and, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, for supporting us, and we'll see you next week. Today's episode of Absurdity is sponsored by The Haystack. The Haystack is a voice for young adults in the Seventh-day Adventist Church that produces articles, music reviews, videos, and more. To check them out, go to www.thehaystack.org. The Haystack. Life. Culture. Theology.